0: Are you looking to fine-tune, whether for your business, your job, your team, or yourself? In each episode, we will be discussing different ideas and opinions using real-world examples to help you see opportunities, innovate, and succeed. Hi, it's Corby Fine, and welcome to Fine-Tune. So my guest today is Andrew Chow, and many of you may recognize the name. You're like, where, where have I heard that name before? And yes, he is a one in a million kind of guy. So even if you have thought you've heard the name, this is the real Andrew Chow. And he earned his creds in the Canadian market and in the international market as the co-founder of Skip the Dishes. Now, for those of you who do listen to my podcast regularly, you will know that I recently interviewed the CEO, Kevin Edwards. Well, Kevin inherited a legacy. And that legacy was started by a group of people. He mentions it in the interview, and one of them is Andrew, and I'm lucky enough to have Andrew with me today. Andrew is part of a team, and in of himself, an incredible success story, having built up Skip the Dishes to an organization with thousands of employees. I won't even get into the revenue and the number of orders, but listen to my other podcast and you'll hear the secret sauce about that one. But really, when you think about Canadian tech, Canadian startup, Canadian success stories, Andrew and his former co-founders are at the top of that list, selling the business to Just Eat in 2016 for a whopping $200 million. He can give you the exact amount, but we're going to ballpark it there because that's what the media says, so I'll go with it. Creating ultimately a part of one of the largest food delivery businesses in the world. Now, Andrew, and what we're going to talk about today is taking on a completely different and new challenge, building Neo Financial, a from the ground up. New, we'll call it a bank. I'm gonna let Andrew describe what he's trying to build because you know, is it a bank? Is it not a bank? Um, And having some financial services background myself, it's really something I'm interested in. So, Andrew, welcome to the podcast today.
1: Thanks for having me, Corby. Really excited to be here.
0: So, why don't you just start off? Maybe give everybody the 30 seconds on who you are, what makes you tick, and then let's jump into this neo thing because it's really intriguing.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll I'll start from the the very get go. I was born and raised in Saskatchewan, so I'm a, a prairie boy at heart. Um, went to school there after graduating, you know, moved away, which is pretty typical, lived and worked in Toronto and New York uh, for a few years. And having worked there and, and living in a bigger city, you know, Toronto being the, the big city in Canada, saw a lot of you know, new developments that we didn't quite see in the prairies. And a big part of that was really seeing all these large tech companies, whether it was on-demand food delivery, on-demand laundry, you know, on-demand ride-sharing. But they're really skipping over the rest of Canada. A lot of time, they just skipped over Canada as a whole. And, and for us, we decided to take it upon ourselves to say, hey, you know, the prairies deserve food delivery. So that's sort of how Skip got started. We we left our jobs, banded together with the five of us, and uh, started Skip back in 2012, and, of which, you know, you, you can hear the story in, in your other podcasts. But seven years later, over, you know, thousands of employees all across Canada about two years ago, you know, we decided to put it in great hands of Kevin and uh, start the new thing and, and move on to the next, uh, which is neofinancial, which, which we can absolutely get into today.
0: So the prairies deserve food delivery. That's a, that's <laughs> a good one. I'm going to use it. And I do think, to your point, often when business leaders think about Canada, they obviously gravitate to Toronto, to Vancouver, to Montreal, to Calgary, and then there's this somewhat of a void. And so the only question I have about your prairie upbringing, and then you went back to the prairies, which I would probably think often doesn't happen. What was it about growing up in the prairies? And what is it about that part of Canadian culture that really helped you succeed and helped your business succeed?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you can take a playbook out of, you know, one of the most iconic brands in Canada, Tim Hortons, right? Tim Hortons is yeah, I think one of the top five chains in the world in terms of number of locations. And, you know, I think the majority of their sales and a majority of their brand awareness actually happens not in downtown Toronto or downtown Montreal, but it's actually in the rural and small markets across Canada. I think they have over you know, several thousand locations across Canada and they're just prol- proliferated across Canada. And, and it's something that we saw an opportunity in, especially here uh, with food delivery as well, where you know, we didn't start in downtown Toronto, we started in the prairies. um, And we went sort of bottoms up from from that approach. Because if you can make food delivery and logistics work in a, you know, small town, you can make it work in downtown Toronto as well.
0: So let's pivot. I've had some experience working in the financial services space. And it's been said that 90% of people born in Canada, still have a relationship, probably a checking account, maybe something more, with the bank that was around the corner from their house, the one that their mom and dad uh, or whoever it was walked them over when they were a kid and said, we're going to open up our first youth account. People don't really change. There's a lot of habitual behavior in keeping a relationship with your bank. So if that's true, and I think it's generally in the direction of true, whether it's 90% or something similar, why is now and what is it that you're trying to build to start to break down that number because that is a massive barrier to have somebody say oh i think there's a huge opportunity here what what was it that led you to say now's the time to take on the financial services space
1: yeah i mean when you when you look at today versus even just 5 10 years ago you know canadians just expect a lot more these days right when you look at the the apps on your phone whether it is the ability to, you know, again, going back to my point, getting on-demand food delivery with a couple taps, whether it's, you know, getting your laundry delivered to you, whether it's ordering a snack box every single week. I mean, these are these instant gratifying experiences that that people just now expect. And a lot of these technologies haven't yet translated to the banking space at all. I mean, like you said, Corby, you know, the concentration of the banks here in Canada is one, you know generally unheard of around the world. But two, it it leads to, you know, the question of of why. So really why, why is has it always been like this? And I think a big part of it is just a lot of legacy, a lot of legacy technology that that exists today. And given the advances of technology, you you can actually, you know, break down those barriers and those hurdles that consumers saw as, you know, a hurdle to actually you know, to switch. But today, hey, rather than going to a branch, you can open a bank account, you can get a credit card, you can get a mortgage without needing to set foot in a branch. And by the way, it takes two or three minutes. So, by eliminating all those barriers, that's sort of the opportunity that we saw. But then, of course, bringing together really the seamless platform that Canadians really expect from a a tech
0: company. So, two things you just mentioned one was this foundational layer of technology that is an enabler in and of itself. And yes, a lot of larger and maybe more legacy organizations have had troubles modernizing and investing and converting themselves to become based on a more nimble tech platform. But the second piece I think is more important. And you talked about instant gratifying experiences. So when you think about the design of what Neo Financial is supposed to be, what is that secret sauce? What is going to be the differentiator? What is it that you're going to enable for consumers around these instant gratifying experiences?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'll 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 explain sort of what Neo is because there's probably I know we've been talking about at a high level, but you know I think first and foremost you know Neo Financial we're a fintech company, and you know that's reimagining everyday banking for Canadians, and we're doing that by rebuilding everything from the ground up, and and what we mean by that is by really stripping away and starting from with the consumer first, and building technology that is the latest and greatest, so that we can create that seamless, integrated experience for Canadians. And what I mean by that is, hey, whether it's starting with the onboarding, where you can sign up in two or three minutes, all the way through to, you know, the self-serve capabilities of of controlling your card, of, you know, instant real-time notifications, and then also on the back end, as it relates to, hey, we even make it easy for you to close your account. Self-serve. You don't need to call in to close your account. So from end to end, you know, it's really around creating this seamless experience because we are building that technology from the ground up and we can actually make it so that, hey, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced experience, you know, you call into a bank or call into any company, you tell them your problem and then you get passed on to the next, uh, the next department and you have to explain your problem again. And I don't know about you, but I, I find that that's probably one of my pet peeves of customer support. And a lot of that, it's an easy problem to solve yet it hasn't been solved and usually doesn't get solved because of the legacy tech that exists or legacy process that exists today.
0: Yeah, I think it's a balance of the technology enabling some of those things like close your account. And you can think about most businesses and you say, if there was a limited amount of capital to invest in a series of projects to create value downstream, why would I ever put it into something that I actually as an organization in theory want to minimize as an action? And so maybe explain a little bit about When you say it's easy to solve a lot of those problems what was some of the research that you did how did you actually go and find out what it was that canadians were looking for to your point to reimagine that day-to-day banking
1: yeah so a lot of the parallels that that we were taking when we were building neo-financial and again we're what we're doing is we're starting with an everyday mastercard um, that has rewards from thousands of local merchants and also starting with one of the best interest rate high interest savings accounts in canada with unlimited transactions, no monthly fees, and and really merging those two things together in one integrated account. When we think about how we wanted to build Neo, rather than taking a playbook from the banks of what exists today, we took a playbook from the tech apps and the tech companies that exist today. And a lot of the parallels that we learned from from building Skip the Dishes as well, just around transparency, around, again, uh, creating these unique integrated experiences from a consumer lens and bringing those into the banking space as well. So when we think about, you know, I'll take, for example, our rewards network that we have. So what we do is we partner with thousands of local uh, and regional brands to offer rewards on the credit card. And what we found was, Hey, rather than earning just points on a card, people would much rather earn, say cash back at a lot of these, these rewards and these, these local merchants. And a lot of times, these local merchants don't have access to the sophisticated software that Starbucks has. So we're actually able to democratize a lot of that those pieces and give them to all these local businesses that that uh, need it today.
0: so much like enabling restaurants to facilitate home delivery, you're doing the same thing with regards to enabling merchants to offer rewards through a platform that they don't necessarily have to invest in exactly. It's really interesting. and It kind of brings up a question, which is given that you've now started two businesses that while at the surface seem incredibly different, maybe they're not so different. And so is being a serial entrepreneur and starting a technology business, is it repetitive? Is this something that now you've got a playbook and it's rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, and I'm going to see five more of these and we'll talk five more times over the next decade? Or is there something different each time, and and I'm sure it's a bit of both. But how do you see the balance of being sort of a an intrinsic entrepreneur and really going after you know big opportunities?
1: You know, I think, you know, in terms of building businesses and building companies, I think, and I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs would would tell you, um, you know, once you've you've done it and once you've you've been in that that mix, it's really hard to stop doing it, and I think it's at least for me, it's really around the challenge of solving some of the hardest problems that don't really exist today. And when I think about what we're doing with Neo, it's one of those things where you can put together, you know, a team of 100, 150 people with varying backgrounds, with varying skills and expertise. And you're know, not just one of them can create what we're building with Neo, when you put, you know, these 150 people all in the same room, you know, sharing the same ambition, and the same vision, you can actually create something really special and really unique that no one else can actually do. So that's, that's really, you know, what drives me and, and how you can actually create something really special and, and essentially create the future that you want to, to live in.
0: One of my favorite quotes was when interviewing Alyssa Atkins, another Canadian startup founder. She said, part of being an entrepreneur is really trying to find success and being right most of the time with only about 40% of the information. And so that quote has really resonated with me. And so when I think about the challenge of starting a FinTech, that's really going after ultimately with the product mix you're launching with a, a real share of wallet and becoming a primary vehicle for consumer transactions, like that's pretty massive. So, so far, uh, maybe explain where you are in the life cycle and the launch, and maybe one or two of the things that you really thought were the right things, but you've quickly realized, like maybe we made a little mistake along the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the good thing is we, you know, we made a ton of mistakes in our first venture. Uh, I mean, I, I can remember, and with hindsight, it feels like the right the right decision. But when you think about, you know, I'll talk about you know, Skip. You know, when we We're launching delivery. You know, we had no tech when we first did our first deliveries, right? We were literally using Google maps. We were using text messaging and we found 10 individuals who wanted to do delivery off of Craigslist and that's sort of how the delivery part got kickstarted. And I remember, you know, we had told our tech co-founder when he got back from his honeymoon that we were launching delivery. And because before that, we were actually just an online marketplace where we just connected restaurants with customers and that's it. And at the time, you know, our, our co-founder said, this is the stupidest idea ever. And this is completely different than what we signed up for. But with hindsight, you know, it was the right decision to, to, to go into and, and go down that path. So, you know, when I think about. What we're doing with neo those decisions obviously it's it's a lot more regulated there's a lot more compliance involved so we can't necessarily just you know spin up and say hey we're going to hire some some random people on the street to start building a bank together but for us it's really around finding the right partners to build this with so when we think about where we're at today we have um, you know a few banking partners that safely and securely provides CDIC insurance on the deposits and his bank accounts, and then of course we we partner with Mastercard on the credit card side. Um, and for us, that's that's really what we're starting with. So we have a fully fledged bank account that's available nationwide today, and we have a a credit card with rewards, a local rewards, primarily in Western Canada, but eventually rolling out to Eastern Canada
0: as well. So, Google Maps, SMS. <laughs> And Craigslist builds a food delivery business, but not a bank.
1: <laughs> exactly. There, there's aspects of that that you can take when, as it relates to, you know, what's the minimum viable product that we can produce. But for a bank, a minimum viable product is essentially what's offered today. So that's what we have today. Is you know the features and functionality that other banks have today, and of and what we're really doing is, hey, how do we improve that experience and layer that in. So when we think about the future, well, hey, what if you could get a mortgage in five clicks, in 10 minutes? You know, what if we integrated all of those pieces? What if you needed a loan and could just click two buttons because we already had your income, we already have your data. You don't need to resubmit an application like you typically have to do. So it's really around re-engineering a lot of these experiences so that people can really get more value out of their, their time and also their money.
0: So a lot of those examples that you just gave are often put in place as the result of not, not always technology limitations, more risk tolerance and process. So things like, why do you have to reenter your information on a secondary application within days, weeks, or months is often just a policy issue. So when you talk about partnering with banks, they are providing some services, maybe account structure, CDIC insurance, et cetera, et cetera. How do you think then they also look at you as a competitor? And what do you think, not just you, but all of the new and upcoming fintechs in the Canadian landscape, what kind of effect do you think that you and the rest of your peers are going to have on the mainstream large FIs?
1: You know, I think a big part of fintechs and what we're building here is, you know, you start with the consumer um, in mind. And the consumer is the one that helps drive that demand and drives those needs. So rather than pushing products to consumers, we actually, you know, consumers are actually pulling this and they're they're asking for, for different choices. And I know, you know, to your original point, Corby around, hey, you know, when you walk down the street and you ask anyone, you know, how did you, how did you end up choosing your bank? Most people say, well, I didn't choose my bank. I sort of just given it when I was, you know, when I grew up, when I turned 12, right? Or 15 or whatever it was. So for us, and for all of these fintechs, it's really around providing that choice, right? And, you know, whether it's for our high interest savings account, the new savings account, if people have the choice between choosing a savings account that earns you 30 times more interest than your existing bank account, then it's just a matter of, hey, well, what's better for the consumer? So for us, it's really around what's better for the consumer and, and the bank partners that we have are aligned with that vision and that ambition. And you know, to my original point, it's really around finding the right partners, both from a banking side of things, from a you know, merchant or retailer side of things, and then of course finding the right team to to support that.
0: So of all of those things then, what keeps you up at night? What is it that you see as your biggest concern, risk, potential roadblock in the path to a second success?
1: You know, that I think the there's always a million things that keep you up at night, but uh, you know I'll, I'll highlight I'll highlight uh, one of them, and I think that that one is really around finding enough you know people who share the same vision, same passion and ambition as we do as we scale our company. I think you know startups, fintechs, entrepreneurs. You're only as strong as the team that surrounds you. And so always making sure that we have the right team and and are you know, the right talent to support what we're our, support our ambitions
0: so neo-financial western canada focused now coming across the country 30, 30 times did you say 30 times the interest
1: 30 times the interest yeah 30 times
0: the interest okay i, I gotta
1: the latest rates on the website so <laughs> i,
0: I... I, I haven't looked. I'm I'm on the list, you know, the <laughs> list that you pre- sign up and register for when it's fully available in my market with all of the great merchant partners that I'm really waiting for. So uh, I have shared it out. I've tweeted it. I think everybody should do the same. And it's one of those ladders and you keep pushing yourself up the list. I have not pulled favors. I am doing it legitimately. I, I think I have a pretty good spot, but you can look that up later. So really interesting. I think there's a lot of people, A, you know, rooting for your success. You've done it once. You've helped so many people in the Canadian landscape, just from inspiration all the way through to employment. And I think that's a really, really good statement. You know, Thinking about 2,000 people employed in the Winnipeg market alone from your previous success and thinking about even a partial replication of that success in the Calgary market, and then obviously as you grow across the country is, is really exciting. And on behalf of everyone, I thank you for that. Um, but I do wanna ask you a couple of quick questions that kind of give us a little taste of who you are as well. And this is something I ask a lot of people, What's the last ten out of ten wow customer experience that you had?
1: The last ten out of ten of customer experience I had a a um, uh, so I have a a, uh, a Yorkshire Terrier and she loves bark boxes. So I don't know if you've ever ordered a bark bark box, but you know it's it's one you know experience that really stands out because it was really no questions asked. You know they had sent literally a, a box that was meant for a German Shepherd. Not meant for a small Yorkie, and you know they solved the problem super quickly. No questions asked. They just sent us another box and gave us basically two boxes instead of one. And it was super simple customer support, but it was one that you know we always remember because um, you know it's uh, it's it you can do a lot of of simple things, and it doesn't need to be that complex to to really you know delight customers.
0: Once again, <laughs> me. In and out verifying my constant statement to my friends my family my coworkers that nine out of ten times when you ask somebody that question it starts with a problem and it's about the resolution and my tip again is it's way cheaper to just do things right the first time than to have to wow somebody on the back end so just keep that in mind as you think about feature function requirements definition for neo-financial second question you're building a digital brand if you could Click your fingers right now and have Neo emulate the majority of the experience and capabilities of that brand that you love. What is the best digital brand experience that you can think of?
1: You know the the best digital brand experience. Um, you know I I am I'm really biased, but I think Skip the Dishes has a great experience from a digital oh, brand. And
0: I've qualified that out at the beginning. That's my mistake. <laughs> <favorite. laughs>
1: Um obviously I you know I I'm not that biased that I didn't say neo financial so <laughs> and I'm no longer with Skip so but I think the experience with Skip from a digital brand experience the the evolution that it's taken even after we've left the company I think it's taken you know a, a great sort of turn and and I still you know hold very true in terms of the trans- transparency that 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 was built at Skip around the order tracking the accountability I mean I think I'm just too close to it. They know exactly why things are done certain ways. So.
0: And one more question, and I will caveat, not your own, not Neo. But if you think about the the best card in your wallet, it could be a payment card, it could be a loyalty card. Could, what is the go-to in your wallet right now?
1: You know, that one's a tough one because my go-to is the Neo card. <laughs>
0: What's the backup to the go-to? Uh,
1: the backup to the go-to is... It's really my you know again my my legacy bank debit card, which is not necessarily used very often and is used as an ultimate backup, so I think fair I'd be doing a team injustice if I had another card
0: <laughs> fair point and well played, and mine is none because I've gone everything into the digital wallet and the uh stored value app on my phone as well, so
1: there you go
0: anyway, listen, it's an amazing second run, and I know I and many others look forward to one having the card in our wallet, but also the the benefits and the outcomes that we're going to see from you uh, across the Canadian landscape. So again, Andrew Chow, co-founder of Neo Financial, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Um,
1: thanks so much for having me, Corby.
0: You've been listening to Fine Tune. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me on Twitter at Cfine through LinkedIn at Corby Fine or visit my website corbyfine.com Fine Tune is produced by me, Corby Fine Thanks for listening